0: So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We honor you today. We thank you for grace and mercy that you have given us each day of our life. We thank you for your kindness to us. We thank you for your provision for us and how you care for us each day. Lord, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the fellowship we have. May our May our sacrifice of praise be worthy of You, all worthy, all glory and honor and worthy belongs to You, Lord Jesus Christ. So we come today and we celebrate together victory in Jesus. We ask now, Heavenly Father, that You'd forgive us of our sins so that we might hear Your Word and that we might receive it for our own spiritual good. We pray for those who are with us today who are strangers to the grace of God and strangers to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. May today may today, they be drawn by the Holy Spirit of God to hear these wonderful words of life from the Lord Jesus and be saved. We thank you for those who later in this service will stand and declare their commitment to follow Jesus as disciples all the days of their life through baptism. And we thank you for them as they stand to do that. We thank you for the opportunity now that we have. You've given us another day of life, so today is the day that you've given us. May we not harden our hearts, but may we truly, truly have tender hearts and may we be those who have ears to hear. You alone deserve our praise and our allegiance and our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you here. If you're a guest, I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you. Those of you who are listening to us online today, may the Lord be with you. We miss you and we pray that you would be with us as, as soon as you can. And those of you who are guests today, God bless you for being here. Boys and girls, always glad that you're here and I hope you have your Bibles. And if you'll take your Bible now and turn to John chapter number eight, we continue to look these days at truths that last. We find uh, 25 times in John's gospel that John records for us. Remember, he's an eyewitness. He heard these words himself in person. He heard the Lord Jesus say these words truly, truly I say to you. So today we're going again to one of those very important places where we hear the Lord's words truly, truly I say to you, because the Lord's words have truth. And the truth of the Lord's words can change us, set us free, as we'll see today, from our sin and slavery to sin. And also, the words of Jesus Christ last from generation to generation. I'm excited that our boys and girls are here today. Many of them are hearing these words, these truths that last for the first time uh, at their age. And that's a wonderful thing. And I pray, boys and girls, that you'll remember these words all the days of your life. One of the other things I must mention to you as you've been studying John with me is there are long, lengthy chapters here, especially from chapter 5 all the way to chapter 12. You have some very important things going on. You see, the Lord Jesus first came to His own nation of Israel, His own people. As as John says at the beginning in John chapter 1, He came to His own, and His own received Him not, but to as many as receive Him. To them He gave the power to become children of God, who are called according to His purpose. So first we find in the first 12 chapters, the Lord Jesus revealing His glory as the Son of God to the children of Israel. And these long sections, in fact, I pointed this out to you in John chapter 6, you have 71 verses. These long dialogues, then you have in John chapter 7, You have 53 verses, and then you have in uh, John chapter 8, you have this long 50 chapters. What is it we have here? We have these uh, long discussions Jesus is having with uh, those who uh, will not believe, who refuse to believe that He is the Son of God. The same is true in our world today. As we sit in this building today, the majority of people who walk on the planet have rejected Jesus Christ As Lord and Savior, they do not believe in Jesus Christ. If they do at all believe, they think of him as perhaps a good man, a prophet, someone who did good things, but was nothing more than a man. They do not describe him and do not declare to him, nor do they submit to him as the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So today, every one of you who are in this room, those listening to me, you have to make the same decision. Today we come to talk about discipleship. Today we come to talk about what does it mean to follow Jesus Christ. And so I want you to read with me. I'll just read a portion and then we'll look at various places in John as we put these truths together uh, this morning. John chapter 8, the Lord Jesus declares in verse number 12 these words. If you're there in your Bible, John 8, 12. Then Jesus again spoke to them, to the crowd, to the religious leaders who were rejecting Him, and to His own disciples. Everyone heard Him. A mixed crowd heard the words of the Lord Jesus. He was saying to them, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Not His teachings first, but Him in His person I am the light of the world. And he who, please notice, follows me. I am the light of the world. He who follows the light of the world will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. This is a great promise for us. And it establishes all that we'll see. Then there's a long discussion the Pharisees have with Jesus. And they, they say to Him, well, you can't say this about yourself. You have to have witnesses. And the Lord Jesus goes through and speaks to them in this section, uh, beginning in verse number 14, all the way to verse number 29, and says, I do have a witness. It is God Himself, because I have come from God, and I have heard these very words from God, and I am speaking them now in the world as the Son of God. He says in verse number 29, And he who sent me is with me. He has, not, he has not left me alone. For I always do the things that are pleasing to him. That is what Jesus Christ did his entire life on this earth. He did everything. He said what God the Father wanted him to say. He went the places God the Father wanted him to go. And he did the things God the Father wished for him to do. He was completely and fully obedient. He had complete obedience to God the Father. And then we read these wonderful words in verse 30. And as He spoke these things, this is John 8, 30. Many came to believe in Him. Many came to believe in Him. And then we read beginning in verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed Him... If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Verse 33, they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say, you will become free? And then the Lord says these wonderful words, This truth that lasts. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of your word. These precious, glorious, majestic words of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the Holy Spirit of God now be our teacher. May we have attention. May we have focus. May we listen carefully to what you have to say to us today. O oh, Holy Spirit of God, apply the words of the Lord Jesus to the hearts of all of these who hear me today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, our focus today, our focal truth, as we always look at, we take one, there are many things we could look at in these verses together. But my choice today is this theme. This is my focus. Whoever hears, whoever believes, and whoever lives on the words of Jesus Christ will know the truth and be set free from sin. Let me say it again. This is what the Lord Jesus is seeking to say to these who would believe in Him and be His disciples. So if you're here today and you have chosen to believe in Jesus Christ and you would consider yourself a disciple, listen to these words, whoever hears, believes, and lives on the words of Jesus Christ will know the truth and be set free from sin. Do you consider yourself a disciple of Jesus Christ? Do you consider yourself a disciple? Well, a disciple is someone who is a learner and a follower. That's, it's an ancient word. And in the Jewish world, they would follow a rabbi. They would be the disciples of a specific rabbi. So you have in John chapter one, this wonderful story of how these first disciples, it wasn't all the 12, but there was a, there were a number of them. They, John the Baptist said in John chapter 135, there's behold, the lamb of God. And Two of his disciples, two of the disciples of John the Baptist, who, by the way, became disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, they followed the Lord Jesus, and the the Lord Jesus turned and said to them, I'm reading from John 38, Jesus turned and said, What do you seek from me? And uh, they said, Rabbi, which is translated teacher, where are you staying? And he said, Come and you will see. And they spent the day with Jesus Christ. And as they spent the day with Jesus Christ, they heard Him speak, and then they came back and said, we have found the Messiah. And they declared their commitment to follow the Lord. The Lord Jesus said in verse 43, the next day He was going to Galilee and He found Philip. And what did Jesus say to him? Follow me. In our church, we have made as our part of our purpose statement, the first thing we do, we're committed to being followers of Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you come and you're a part of our ministry, whatever it may be, all the ministries of our church focus, first of all, on helping you to be a serious follower of Jesus Christ. You see, following Jesus means that I hear His words. It means that I live like Jesus lived. It means I think like Jesus thinks. I take His values. I take His words seriously. And in my relationship with other people, I treat people, are you listening? The way my Lord Jesus would want me to treat them. Not the way the world says to do it. Not the way my family may have taught me. I am a follower of Jesus the day day I testify and confess to Him that He is Lord of my life. And I believe that He's been raised from the dead and I am gloriously saved. I become a follower of Jesus Christ. I become a disciple of Jesus. Are you a disciple of Jesus today? This is a very important question. Well, these who had believed in Jesus, many believed, but they didn't believe for long. I've been about this work for over 40 years. I'm not making a judgment when I say this, but I've heard all kinds of people make all kinds of claims about they're going to follow Jesus. Three months later, where are they? They're nowhere to be found. They've chosen to do something else. It's as the Lord said about those who hear the truth of God's Word. Some hear it gladly, but they don't have any roots. And when it gets really hard, and it will if you're going to be a disciple. When it gets hard, they're gone. So because of that, these believed on Jesus Christ. And as a result, He says to them, If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. Well, I have four observations for you from verses 31 through verse number uh, 36. And I want you to look at these with me for just a moment and I'll be brief, but I want you to hear these words today. All of these build on truths that last. Number one, whoever continues in the words of Jesus Christ is a true disciple. Whoever continues in the words of Jesus Christ is a true disciple. That's why I ask you, do you call yourself a disciple? Do you call yourself a follower of Jesus? Well, what do you base that on? Do you base that on the fact that you carry a big Bible? You base that on the fact that your family's been religious? You base that on the fact that you have had some kind of religious experience? Whoever continues in the words of Jesus Christ is a true disciple. This is what we must say to the world. This is what we must say to the church. Whoever continues in the words of Jesus Christ, number two, will know the truth. Who knows the truth? Those who remain in the words of Jesus Christ know the truth. And the truth sets you free from the slavery of sin. And number three, whoever practices sin is a slave to sin. And everyone in this room has a master. Everyone in this room, it doesn't matter how smart you think you are, it doesn't matter how long you think you've followed God, you see, you're either following sin and obeying it, or you are following the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. You see, everyone has a master. Whoever practices sin is a slave to sin. And finally, the most wonderful truth of all, whoever Jesus sets free from the slavery of sin is free from sin. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number one, whoever continues in the words of Jesus Christ is a true disciple. We have these sad words that we saw back in John chapter 16. Now go, excuse me, John 6. Go back for a moment in your Bible. Just turn back a page or two. What did the Lord Jesus say? He said some astounding things to these uh, these people who were chasing Him because they wanted bread. They had their belly filled. They wanted Jesus to take care of their little fleshly needs. Is that the way you come to Jesus? Do you come to Jesus because you need Him to solve and soothe and salve all of your little worries and problems? You come to Him as if He's some kind of genie that does things for you because you deserve it? You see, these chased down Jesus, they couldn't find Him when they got their bellies filled, that 5,000 plus. So they followed across in their boats and there they were and they were worried about how Jesus got over there. Well, He'd walked on the water. That's how He got over there. And the Lord says to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, verse 26 of chapter 6, you seek me not because you saw my signs, but you seek me because you got a full belly. Your flesh is satisfied. Are you seeking Jesus because you want Him to satisfy your fleshly desires? Is that the way you pray? Is that the way you talk with God? Asking Him to satisfy your desires rather than to fulfill the will of God and to commit your allegiance to Jesus Christ as Lord. The Lord goes on, verse 32, truly, truly, I say to you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread out of heaven, but it is my father who has given you true bread out of heaven. And then he says, I am the bread of life, verse 35. I am the bread of life. He says in the chapter we're in, chapter 8, I am the light of the world. Here he says, I am the bread of life. He declares that he who, notice, comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. That's the blessing of coming to know Jesus Christ. You have full satisfaction. Your soul is filled with Jesus, and the glory of knowing Him as Lord and Savior. And then he says these astounding words in verse 53. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless... We talked about this two weeks ago. (coughs) Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood. That's right. That's what He said. You have no life in yourself. Unless the Lord Jesus Christ becomes a part of you and you feed on the Lord Jesus Christ by believing in Him by faith and repenting of your sins, you don't have life. You are dead in your sins. And everyone in this room has either fed on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you have life, or you're still dead in your sins. This very moment. Oh, Pastor Mike, I'm alive. No, you're dead. You're dead in your sins. They control you. They demand of you certain things. And you obey. You obey your flesh, and you obey the devil and his lies. This is the determination that must be made. And then I come quickly, notice, as a result, verse 66. John 6, 66, As a result of this saying, many of His, notice, disciples, not the crowd, not the religious leaders who did not like Him, many of His disciples, oh, they liked some of the things the Lord Jesus had been saying before. But now He makes this demand. And many of these disciples were not walking with Him anymore. So He turned to the twelve, the ones He had selected Himself. He turned to them and said, You do not want to go away also, verse 67. And Simon Peter said, He gave the good confession, Lord, to whom shall we go? Please notice these words, my dear friends. Every word matters in your Bible. Please, please hear me today. He says, You have words. Of eternal life. That's why I'm laboring with you. I'm talking to you about the Lord Jesus' words. They matter. They matter. It is life and death for us whether we believe these words. You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. So a mass of disciples quit Jesus. Because His words were too strong. I've heard people say that. Boy, I really like uh, the Psalms, and I enjoy some of the other parts of the Bible. Boy, but when you read Jesus' words, yeah, when you read Jesus' words, it cuts right through it all, doesn't it? You must make a choice when you hear the words of the Lord Jesus. That's why they are words of life. So the Lord says to us now, some disciples have left, others are believing. He has His twelve who have stayed. One of them is hearing all of these things and is going to betray the Lord Jesus. Been planning it all along. Living a lie among the other, uh, with the other eleven. He's lived a lie. Judas, whoever continues in my word. Are you continuing in the word of the Lord Jesus Christ today? Or are you like some who have started with the Lord Jesus, but you've gone away? You're cold hearted again. You're carnal. Well, this word remain in the Greek language, if you continue in my word, it is a word that means to keep going, to maintain, to remain, to stay. You stay in the word of God. Whether it's good times or bad times, whether it's hard times, whether it's joy, whether it's sadness, sickness, pain, loss... Joy, you remain in the words of Jesus Christ and you put the words, the blessed words of the Lord Jesus Christ in your mind and you keep them with you all the time. And you remember those words and you treasure those words. Whoever continues in my words is a true disciple. You may think you're a disciple, but if you do not remain in the words of Jesus Christ, you are not a true disciple. And every person in this room must determine whether your discipleship is genuine and real. So secondly, whoever continues, notice the connection now in what he says. There is a a flow of thought here. There's a conjunction in verse number 32 that connects verse 32 with verse 31. If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples and, and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. I had to laugh the other day, knowing I was going to be speaking on this. Well, we had some politician. Here we are. Another politician quoting these words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I find that quite ironic for a politician to say, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You didn't get my joke, did you? I find that quite humorous that politicians who basically say whatever they want would declare the blessed words of the Lord, you shall know the truth. The only way you'll know the truth is to remain in the Word of God and to listen to the words of Jesus Christ and be saved. Otherwise, you're going to believe all kinds of lies and never know the truth. So the question today is, do you know the truth? Well, I don't have time to develop all of these, but I can give you some examples of the truths we've already looked at. How about this one to a religious leader, John chapter three, three? Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's a truth. You have to be born again. To see heaven, to have an experience with God, to know God, you must be born again. What about what the Lord said in John chapter 5 verse 24? I'm just taking a little journey here. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. That's truth that will set you free. That's the way we live. We live off of the Lord Jesus' words because they give us life. I am the bread of life, John chapter 6. Now we're in John chapter 8. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world, he who follows me. Oh, my dear friend, I'm appealing to you. Do you follow Jesus? Do you follow him? Have you made it your, most great, your the greatest ambition of your life to be a fully committed follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is that true of your life? I appeal to you. Come to the Lord Jesus and follow Him. Follow what He has said. Follow the way He lived. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. All of truth is tied in the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Truth comes from knowing the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you abide in His words, the truth is like a light. It comes on in your life. And the truth sets you free from lies and wickedness and sin. Well, whoever practices sin is a slave of sin. Notice his progression now. By the way, verse 33, we have an objection that comes from these Jewish people. They counted on their heritage. I hope you're listening to this. This is a real problem in the South. Where we've had generations and generations of church goers. And I'm speaking something that's a real issue where we live. Just because daddy, mama, grandma, grandpa, aunt, uncle, whoever may have followed Jesus is no guarantee you're a follower of Jesus. Your heritage will never get you to heaven. It may be wonderful and you might have warm feelings about it and you may feel warmly toward those people. If your granddaddy followed Jesus, then follow Jesus like your granddaddy. Learn to serve the Lord Jesus. Don't live off of his vapors. It won't do you any good. You're not going, Lord, I didn't ever do a lot for you, but boy, my granddaddy, that is going to work when you stand before the Lord. Lord, our whole family, well, we went to church. What did you do? What did you do? Did you make a serious commitment to follow Jesus? This becomes very important. The Lord says to these people, well, we're Abraham's descendants. We're Abraham's descendants. How can you say we need to be set free? In arrogance, they say, we don't have any... We're not enslaved to anything. Oh, how dangerous it is to be religious and not see your slavery to your sin. How dangerous it is to count and presume that your religious background will somehow be enough to get you into heaven and to gain the approval of God. That's not what the Lord Jesus said when He said, He who hears My words, the one who hears My words will experience the blessing of forgiveness of sin, not come into judgment and be freed from sin. So let's get to it. Slavery to sin. The Lord says to them to remind them, as I remind this crowd today, and anyone listening, hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not the words of any man. Hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits Sin is the slave of sin, and that's everybody. There's not a person born into this world that does not commit sin. We all have sinned. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, and for some of you today, your sin is a ball and chain Dragging you into misery every day. You do the same things every day. You think that somehow you're going to find joy and peace and satisfaction in doing the things you do. And you're living in terror and fear and anxiety and hate and anger and unforgiveness. And you're bound up in your sin. You're enslaved to your sin. Because you continue to commit sin. You have your favorite sins. Oh, how you love those dear sins. You can let some of them go, but you have that one that stays inside. You just pet that sin. You love that sin. You cherish it. Every day you go to that sin. And you enjoy your time there. No, you see, the Lord Jesus wants to strike on this note and make it clear. When you sin, you are a slave to your sin. And what the Lord Jesus is saying is when you hear the truth, you are set free from slavery to sin. Does anybody want to be free from their slavery to sin? Paul said it this way in Romans chapter 6. I'll just read it for the sake of time. But you should go back and look at these words, Romans 6, 12. Therefore, he's making drawing a conclusion as he talks with Christians about the work of God in justifying us and saving us. He says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its lusts. I'm going to stop right there. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ today, hear these words. Do not let sin reign, control your mortal body, that you obey its lusts. Do not go on presenting your members of your bodies as instruments of sin. If you keep going and looking at those things that lead you to sin, you're going to keep sinning. You're presenting your body to it. If you keep listening to those people who agitate you and draw you into sin, you're going to keep sinning. Don't present your body. Don't present yourself to those things, those instruments of sin. Rather... Present yourself to God. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. With all of my sin, with all of what's left inside of me, even though you saved me, here I am. Present yourself to God as those alive from the dead. You're not dead in your sins anymore. If the Son has set you free, you're free indeed. You have Freedom in Jesus Christ. Why are some of you who say you're a disciple of Jesus living in the tyranny of controlling sin in your life? Why do you allow it to go on? You're going directly against the truth of Jesus Christ. Who declares to us here. That if you, are, if you commit sin, you are the slave of sin. Paul says, but thanks be to God. Romans 6, 17. Thanks be to God that though you were slaves of sin. That's what you used to be. Though you were slaves of sin, you became obedient from the heart. This is what he, he's describing becoming a Christian, being saved. You became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were committed. And having been freed from sin... Now you've become a slave of righteousness. Now I do what is right. Now I, am, now I am a slave to Jesus Christ. I am His bond slave. And when I am a slave to Jesus Christ, I do what He does. I do the right thing. I think the right things. I say the right things because I am remaining in Him as a disciple and His truth sets me free. It gives me knowledge of the truth of God so that I might live against the lies of this world. Finally, whoever Jesus sets free from their sin is free from sin. You see, and I'm grateful. There are many addiction centers all across the United States. I'm grateful for their ministry. I know many of the people who lead these ministries have known them for years, and I'm thankful for their work. Sometimes the church has the idea that that's really good, to talk about being set free at the addiction center. You need to be set free from your sin. You don't have to be in an addiction center. Everyone in this room must be set free from your sin. Or you'll die in your sin, by the way. Let me bring that to you. Here's the truth of the Lord Jesus. As He was talking with the Pharisees. Who were attacking Him in chapter 8. After verse number 12. When He declares that He's the light of the world. He goes down the page and He says these very important words. I'll read verse 24 of chapter 8. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. May I say to everyone in this room, everyone listening, you will either die in your sins because you will not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, or you will repent of your sins, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will have eternal life and be set Free from your sin. This is why I'm asking you today to go home and ask yourself about your personal life. Ask yourself about your personal habits. That's right. What do you do? What are you enslaved to? Why are you enslaved to sin any longer when you have been set free? Are these just happy words of the Lord Jesus that didn't really they were they were given so we'd put them on our wall and have a warm feeling? He's declaring truly truly, I say to you verse 34, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son does remain in the house forever. So if the son makes you free. Hear the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. If the Son makes you free, you will be free indeed. And many of you know that freedom, don't you? Nothing like it is there. You can't get paid enough money to make you feel like you feel. You can't have a good enough job. You can't have a cooperative husband. To feel that way. Or cooperative kids. Oh the joy of true freedom in Jesus Christ. So why would you go back and enslave yourself to what you have been freed from? Can you imagine what the words you are forgiven of your sins meant when the Lord Jesus looked in the eyes of those desperate people whom he stood with? When he was on the earth. Can you imagine the joy of what it feels when you hear this from the Lord? Your sins are forgiven in Jesus Christ. Your sins. The things that hold you down. The things that control you. Oh, to whom are you enslaved today? We hear a lot about enslavement. We hear a lot about this today. But you see the joy is that true freedom only comes. When you come to the light of the world and follow Him, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're saved and set free. Well, what do we need to remember? And I'll be brief. Jesus Christ is the source of all truth. This is what I've been trying to say. I'm humored in the world in which we live today. I saw someone the there They said, well, this is my truth. Your truth? Yeah, this is my truth and you can have your truth. And everybody can have their own truth. And all that is, is a bunch of lies. None of it's true." The only truth that you'll ever discover comes from the Lord Jesus Christ, the source source of truth. You say, how can you say that, preacher? Because he's the only one who has come from God the Father and lived on this earth and knows everything about God being God. He speaks of eternal things. Who are you going to believe? someone who's lived on the earth temporally for some period of time with some amount of knowledge or they are making up truth so that they can live in their sinfulness and they can excuse their godless behavior or are you going to believe in the one who is the son of God, the light of the world who has declared to all who will believe you can be saved and you can be freed from your sin. Well, you'll have to decide. Jesus Christ is the source of all truth. The Lord Jesus speaks the truth into every situation of life. If you trust the words of the Lord Jesus, listen to me, friends, I must appeal here. I've got to close, but I've got to tell you this. There's not anything in your life that the Lord Jesus Christ hasn't spoken to. That's why you remain in His words. That's why you listen to what He says. That's why you do what He says. And a truth encounter with Jesus Christ breaks sin's control. That's what happens to you when you get saved. You have a truth encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life. You see, truth known is truth lived. Did you know that? Truth known is truth lived. That's why we who are God's people are truthful ones. Because we have come to the truth, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we don't live in lies and falsehood anymore. We are people of the truth. And being people of the truth, truth known is truth lived. And lies and bondage are no match. And oh, the lies. Oh, the deep bondage of those who believe lies. Lies are no match for the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ who sets us free. So what must we do today? Hear and believe and live the truths of Jesus Christ. Look friend, you can't live off of what somebody teaches you in Sunday school or what you hear somebody preach on Sunday. You must live on the words of Jesus Christ every day. You must must take these words in. They must become a part of you. You must bring your sinfulness into the light of the Lord Jesus Christ and rejoice in the truth of Jesus Christ. It will set you free. What does the Lord say here to us? If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples. You will know the truth. And the truth will make you disciples free. Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin. So if the Son makes you free... You will be free indeed. The old hymn says I was bound by sin's galling fetters, chained like a slave. I struggled in vain, but I received a glorious freedom when Jesus broke my. Fetters in twain. Glorious freedom. Wonderful freedom. Glorious freedom. Wonderful freedom. No more in chains of sin I repine. Jesus, the glorious emancipator, now and forever, He shall be mine. And I say praise the Lord to that. If the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. Come to Jesus and be free.